a catastrophe syndrome. So they're always expecting some terrible thing to occur. Yes, after years and years and years. So I was sitting there and I said, you know, what's talking, what's speaking to you does not speak for you. Yeah? What's speaking to you does not speak for what you are. It speaks for what you're not. So it just goes in and in and it just reminded me that you t- the mental state takes us as a body. Plain and simple. The eyes are programmed to see things. Plain and simple. Yeah? They seem to be programmed as a body to see bodies, to see things. We don't pick up much else. Yeah? When you're looking in this vast uh, expanse of space, you usually don't even acknowledge that and you just see what appears in it. Yeah. This is programmed. It's not the natural state in a sense. It's something that happened to us. So, or is happening to us. So here it goes like this. So, you can b- indeed believe this and do, and you have faith in this, this idea that you cannot possibly be what this is informing me I am all day. You know, it's just insane. And where you wonder does your strange uneasiness, your sense of being disconnected, and your haunting fear of lack of meaning in yourself arise. It is as though you wandered in without a plan of any kind, except to wander off, for only that seems certain. Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, so in early in the book it breaks down the whole sense of self, really, how it's produced and reinforced. So it says, but it was not of you. See, the description, so when it feels like, wow, that's, it's explaining exactly what I'm like, you have to take it to the next step, and I'm not like that, you know? It's first an acknowledgement of what your mental state's trying to deny and avoid at all times, you finally let it land, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm that, and then the solution's right there, and, I, and therefore I'm not. It's an impossibility to take what your, how your mental state presents you. If you finally receive it, what he's talking about with reason, or let's say an understanding, it will just pay, it will just become so obvious it cannot possibly be so, yeah. And it doesn't take any time for that to dawn on you. It takes a lot of time to be reinforced about what you're not, but it doesn't take even a second to recognize what you are. It doesn't. It just dawns. It's just a dawning of like a, a never-ending day. So it feels like it's dawn, but it's a never-ending day. Yeah, so it goes... Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. But still, this strange idea, which it does accurately describe, you think is you. Meaning what they talked about in the previous pages, right? Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would seeing such as this send back these messages? Yeah, this is it. Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world, because the eyes that look upon the world are of the body. If this is not your vision, what can it show you? What can it show to you? That you're not that, basically. The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. So the brain is programmed to see you as a thing and to see things. Even when it entertains that your spirit, it entertains your spirit in the format of being a thing. So now you'll be, you'll picture yourself as the body always as the primary frame, but now you're thinking you can become spiritual as that, which is material. So to whom would seeing such as this send back these messages? Surely not you. (laughs) Whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world? If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. I mean vision, not how you're looking. That's a form of self-centeredness. But the vision, the awareness, the seeing, the brain can't interpret, cannot present it to be that, yeah? It's conditioned and programmed to see it as something else. And it's waste of time trying to convince it any otherwise because its, it's programmed frame will always frame anything that's introduced. 
Just like if the clone takes itself to be a human, when he hears the news that it's a clone, it will hear it as a human. Yeah? The program will supersede any message that's coming through because the program will be the myth that reaches up to catch the message. So as soon as it catches the message, that ball, which may have been the truth, turns into a, a, a part of a game that you're in. Yes? So now you're going to know the truth. Now you're going to become a knower of God. That's not the message. Yeah? So, let's see. The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. This is an incredible statement. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So everything is seen from a body's point of view. Yeah? So the, the, vision, the vision is now turned into a form of looking called self-centeredness. So vision which is open and da, 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 now becomes all about you as what? A body. Yeah. And then the thoughts are totally about you as a body. That's why deep down they make no fucking sense because there's something about you that's not of a body. Yeah? There's something about you that resonates when you hear a message like this. Yeah? Which the body isn't resonating. The body is inside of the bell getting clanged, but it's not getting it. It's what you are getting it. Through this gauze, through this saran wrap of what you're not, which is constantly being wrapped around our freaking vision, so that we, we take ourselves to be something that's looking. A body. Yeah. So, but what it's... Alright, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. But what it says you cannot understand. Yet you have listened to it. <laughs> Oh, and have we listened to it? And long and hard you tried to understand its messages. You're a loser. Alright, let me go over that. Where did it start? How did I turn from whatever into a loser? I don't even remember the day where that was crossed. I don't understand, but I fucking believe. You have not realized it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. So the language is of a body, for a body, by a body. And what you are is not of a body, for a body, by a body. It's sort of like going to China and listening to Mandarin. You have no fucking, you're not getting it whatsoever. You know what I mean? It's totally escaping you. You hear the sound, but you can't, it's not informing you of anything. Yeah? Because you don't understand. All right. You have received no messages at all, you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. <laughs> Think then what happens. Denying what you are, which is the act of remembering of what you're not, that's how you deny what you are. You're not sitting here denying what you are consciously. It's the act, it's being identified as a self is the act of denying what you are. So you become engaged with this story of being a body, and, it's, and in that engagement, that's the denial of what you are. Denying what you are, and firm in faith that you are something else. <laughs> this something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. Called self-centeredness, bro. Yet... <laughs> It must be the something else that sees and as not you. Explains its sight to you. Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. Yet if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen nor to suspect that what it tells you is not true. <laughs> Reason would tell you, tell you it cannot be true because you do not understand it. God has no secrets. He does not lead you through a world of misery waiting to tell you at the journey's end why he did this to you. <laughs> Such a beautiful scene. Just, that's what happened to me every time I listened to you to hear the course. It was so 
It was such a beautiful explanation of what seems so convoluted about my life because I was relying on a perception that isn't true. I was taking everything, whatever I saw, I saw its value as what I saw. I, did, I missed, by looking at everything, I missed nothing, or the space, or the presence. Yeah. And so things fucking, they made no sense to me. Absolutely none. But it just would keep repeating and repeating and repeating, and basically it's like your own GPS. You've been following its navigation, and look at where we've ended up. Yet none of this could none of this could possibly ever possibly impossibly ever happen. It just seems to be happening to us. If you always go back to what's giving everything the meaning it has, it always ends up on your doorstep. You are giving everything all the meaning it has. You are the only reality there is. And that reality has become identified with a body. And so now it's making bodies seem real, and it, for, for that to be seeming real, what's real has to seem not to be real. So the reality is denying its own reality by sort of identifying with this reality, which can only reach the level of seemingly so, meaning it appears to be true or false to us. It doesn't say it's appearing to be true or false. It has to have an audience to appear to be real to and that audience is the reality. Or it wouldn't appear to be real. Where would it get reality from? Where? Where would false evidence acquire reality? It must be lent reality by what's real through something, through some kind of event or seeming event or some mishap that never happened, but somehow or another there seems to be an identification as a body, so the body becomes the dominant reference point. And it goes to such an absurd length, people are trying to become spiritual, but as a body. If, you're, if you recognize, just entertain. I don't even care about the body. The body is a vehicle. My body is running out. Its warranty is running out, man. I've got to become friends with a garage because I'm going there quite often. But, but, but it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle of expression. But what's expressing is not a body. Just like what's seeing is not an eye. Yeah? What's hearing is not an ear. The ear and the eye are being used to facilitate seeing by seeing. Yeah? And facilitate hearing by seeing. And fa facilitate tasting by seeing. Yeah? So what would happen if you had an immunity to thoughts? If you weren't taking those suggestions as facts, if you weren't taking the false evidence as real, if you weren't taking time to be so serious, and the way we do that is by thoughts, yeah? if we had an immunity to thoughts, then we would have a relief from that seeming bondage. The relief is prior to the bondage. It's only, it has to have what's free for the, the bondage to appear real, too. What's inherently free has to buy into the story of bondage for it seem to be real. Why don't, why, do you, why don't you get it? Well, you do get it. When there's a relief from the bondage, it, you, you're there. <laughs> and when there's bondage, you're there. <laughs> you have to see, all right, there's bondage, I seem to be right there, and then when there's suddenly no bondage, I also seem to be right there. What's the constant in those two, those two swings? From being bound and then being unbound. What can never be bound? What can never be bound can appear to be bound and unbound. Because it can never be bound. Yeah. How could bound be ever how could bound be ever ever be able to appear to be unbound? It is impossible. It's bound. But bounding and unbounding are because of we're the boundless. I like that word, boundless. Yeah. And we're giving meaning to things. 
We're giving meaning to things, to, and we're giving them the meaning of being real, and at the expense of not being able to sense our true nature, while we're expressing all the day, that's the one feeling we don't get. And there's no talking about that. The mental state is not informing us, oh, you know, well, right behind it there's the information of it, which is silence, but we're used to hearing things, yeah? You know what I mean? We're not picking up the message of quietude or silence, where it's totally screaming at us, you're of that, you're of that, this, that. You're not behind the cheekbone. You weren't born or you're going to die. You're not coming to any end. To have a little of that, it will, it will, it will allow, you know, to me it just allows you to travel lighter. Because if you take this to be you, it's going to be an urban renewal project your whole life. Yeah. Every 99 people can tell you how great you are, you'll beg to differ. You'll, something's fucking wrong that you should look at or change. It never ends. It's never ending, you know? If you get to, like, the ten things it says are the most supreme important things to get over, oops, I forgot, there's a eleventh one. And if that's the one, there's always going to be another the one. But if you lose interest in the whole center of the whole mental system, which is self, a feeling, a sense, a vagueness, an assumption, an inference that I am a body somehow, yeah? if that weakens, if you stop, hey, maybe I'm not that. You know? I, I can't find out what I am because I am that. So, but maybe I'm not that. Just maybe, who knows? I mean, I've had enough, I'm fucking... Raked over the coals, hey, maybe, yeah. I've been living under this slavery. I'm open, you know. If it's up to letting go of my old ideas, please, take them. You know, and then what happens? <clears throat> if it's not about you, yeah, then all that is about you, the strength of it will diminish because the strength is yours that will be extracted because it's not about you. Like for me, the solution informs you of the problem. Everything I share is basically reverse engineering. I got relief, and then I'm trying to describe how that wasn't available at a certain time, you know? By what? It's, it's solution. By the relief. Not knowing the problem from the problem as the problem. That self-knowledge avails us nothing. But the solution informed me about the seeming problem. And so, truly, you can say it all went distilled into one idea. Yeah. There is no problem. So what is there? To, and then at that moment, the incredible need for a solution popped. Because there is no problem, therefore there's no need for a solution. That's the fucking great solution. You don't even have to have a little solution pocket to stick your solution in. You know what I mean? All right, I, I folded it so many times, I can travel pretty good with the solution now, you know? No, all my books and DVDs, no, 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 no. Not even a pocket. Just totally economized, pared down, because you are that. Yeah? But the language center, all the yapping, doesn't see you as that. It sees you as a body. That's the programming. The perceptions, you can't trust perceptions. They can be manipulated very easily. Take some drugs and you'll see. You know? Perceptions lie. They stare, they're programmed to see things. Yeah? And even when they, if you, if you think really hard about you as a no thing, you're thinking really hard about you as a no thing as a thing. The programming isn't going to be superseded by anything that follows after the programming. The programming being seemingly installed first, whatever comes after is totally framed by the programming. Yeah. It's like, here it is, everything that comes in and goes out is framed by the programming. And you can't break it as the programming. Like in recovery we say self can't get out of self. So the sense of self can't escape the sense of self. Even while it's trying to get out of self, there's a sense of self trying to get out of self. Yeah? And you're not going to beat it. You're never going to outdraw it. Not as this. No fucking way. The relief, the freedom is prior to the bondage. Prior. Prior to the activity of being screwed. 
Yeah? It is a total, total inherent state or stateless state of unscrewedness. Not even unscrewedness, because there's no opposite in it. It's just prior to the bondage. When the identification itself is in place, the bondage is prior to the solution. Yeah? And when you move to the solution from the prior bondage, you bring what bound you to the solution. It's not left. You are it. Like, you are the problem, in a sense. You are the activity of the problem. And also, you are the solution. But not after the problem, prior to the problem. From prior to the problem, the problem is an activity. It's just an ongoing activity. It's a story that needs time and space to play out. Yeah? So it has to deny the timelessness and the incredible sense of presence because its whole story couldn't take off one foot without that fucking illusory platform of time and space and things and this and that, yes? It needs everything that's going on to reinforce the one thing it's hoping is going on, which ain't, which is you as a separate, independent fucking entity that somehow was thrown in here you got 80, 80 years to freaking try to make do, and usually by the 15th year you're getting loaded because you realize this place makes absolutely no sense to me. <laughs> I feel constantly uncomfortable in my own skin, and it's the only skin I seem to going to be in the rest of my life. Give me something. <laughs> Give me something to feel better. <laughs> it's amazing. It took us to 12 or 13. It's just because we hadn't entertained it. Just like... I thought I was supposed to go to school. The day I entertained, hey, why do I have to go to school? I stopped going to school. It took years to break through the conditioning of, no, everyone has to go to school, but no, not everyone has to go to school. I, don't, I cannot go to school. Okay. That's what happened. For years it was never, I was in a bubble, manufactured, then I started popping it, but in a, I would say not in a very benevolent or productive manner. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, I gotta go and go to work. Why? <laughs> I'm not fucking going to work. Jesus Christ, I'm not. <laughs> but you have to. No, I don't. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to go to school. I don't have to go to my sister's wedding. I don't have to do fucking anything. <laughs> I was onto something, but it, it got sort of captured and took it took the wrong way, so to speak. <laughs> so really, it is like you entertain possibilities, and then things will happen. Downloads will occur, however you want to say it. Something will shift, and when it shifts, you'll know why it hadn't shifted, or it seemed not to be the case. Because every time it moves and falls into that little slot, one of the main hits is, it's always been this way. None of this ever freaking happened, yeah? No matter how many times down the conveyor line you fall off the conveyor belt and it hits you, oh, I've never been on the conveyor belt. That's every time. Or just like the idea of you're on the, you know, the game board of life, but the way the mental state sees the game board and constantly reinforces why, how it sees it in the, in the yapping upstairs is that you're a body. So you're starting at square zero. Yeah. You're starting at square zero, and you see everything from that point of view. Let's say, okay, you hit square 18, and maybe it's in the Himalayas, maybe it's Walmart or something, and something snaps your head, and you wake up, and you realize this is square zero. Okay? All right, well, now oh, square 16 shows up, maybe square 33. You have another epiphany, and the, the revelation is, I'm, I'm at square zero. And then you work harder, you don't work harder, and then square 83 of this game board of life, you fall and crack your head open, and it's like, I'm at square zero. Don't you get it? You've always been at square zero. The other squares were just appearing to you as something other than square zero while you are rooted in square zero. The game board isn't about arriving at square zero. The game board is about forgetting about square zero. 
<laughs> and how do we do that? By remembering we're a body. And how do we remember we're a body? Constant, incessant repetition by the thought system. It's constantly implying you have things to do with things you have nothing to do with. It's constantly asserting that you're the doer and the haver and the owner of shit that you have nothing to do with. Yeah? It's constantly saying, these are my, my, my. It's like that Nemo show, that cartoon, where the seagulls, all they start yelling, my, 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 my. That's what the, the selfie's like. My, 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 my thoughts, my feelings, my, my fucking guilt, my, don't touch my fucking guilt. I can't be forgiven. I should have known better. I'm here to fulfill my sentence. I've been convicted in my own court by Judge Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I got my defense lawyer, Paul. He didn't do that well. The prosecutor did fucking great. He's been grilling me for years now. I gave up. I confessed. And I still can't, I'm still not allowed to get parole or probation. Because I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I should have known better. Now, if you did the same act, I'd have some forgiveness for you. But I'm a much... I, I hold myself to much higher standards than you. <laughs> Why? Because it's me. I should have. I should be better. I should. Fuck. I should have meditated eight hours that day. That guy beat me. I left. I had to go to the bathroom. I used. I'm always the last one to get up from the pillow. You know. <laughs> it's a slavery upon slavery upon slavery, compounding an imaginary situation into such a point where we take it to be totally real. Yeah. And then we want out. And you can't ever escape something you've never been in. It's impossible. You can never escape something you've never been in. You cannot find a solution to an imaginary problem. The solution lies in recognizing it's imaginary. Yeah, Like this book just said, on another page I love, it says, you don't fight or try to vanquish uh, illusion, you just recognize it's not so. And then everything falls into place. It's all negation. It's always negating what seems to be so, instead of trying to look for what's so from what's seemingly so. You look at, is, is this actually true? If it isn't, then all the rules that it prescribes and it demands are, are, are lifted. You know? That which you wanted to work so hard to get, you may be looking from it. You may be looking right out of it now. You know? That thing that was always put off for the next event or the next workout or this and that may be right available right now. With no effort or thought on your part to arrive at it because you can't leave it. Think of that. Still think, think. Go in the other room and think for 20 minutes, yeah? Did that, did that vanish what you are? No, as soon as you're so tired, you say, oh, there you are again. You can never not be fucking here. Why are we acting this act like this peekaboo? Like, I haven't found myself yet. Give me a break. <laughs> I haven't got, I haven't reached my true potential. Give me a fucking I haven't found my authentic self. Good luck. <laughs> because there isn't one. <laughs> it has absolute zilch, zero, nada, authenticity. It's all it is is what we give meaning to it as. Right now, we seem to have woken up under this yoke of being identified as a body. Now, do you believe you did that? I don't believe so. You know? I don't believe you did any of that. But it seems to be the case we've woken up with a yoke on us that it's all about me. And that this whole place, it's bad enough in the sense that it's all about me this second, but it's all about me all the time. So it, that little thing, instead of just being, oh, uncomfortable here, it, when it's stretched into time, it becomes unbearable. You know, you go, Jesus, I can handle this feeling if it was just for now, but it's going to be like this forever. I see it a lot in recovery meetings. People are there, and they, they stop doing heroin, and then they're at their house, and they get a feeling that's causing discomfort. And of course, it's sort of like a string on a violin. The mental state just starts playing a sonata on it. It's going to be like this forever. 
Of course you're going to fucking go cop heroin if you believe that. You'd be insane not to. If something like that that was so uncomfortable is predicted to be forever, what are you going to do? Almost anything. If he would have sat there and didn't do anything, it would have passed. But at that moment, it seems like it will never pass. Yeah? And so then we wed in action with that thought, and then fucking here you go. Now you're on the fly paper. Every move gets you more stuck. It's like, it's like wanting to get out of a house that you bought and furnished and you have a 40-year mortgage on it. It's much better to see the blueprints of the house and decide not to move in. Then to decide to leave when you've got the fucking house and the mortgage and all your clothes and you know, there's an investment now. They're an investment. Even, you're, even if you're really uncomfortable with that house, because it's your house, there's a strong urge not to leave. It's sort of like the old story with the pooper scooper thing I used to share. And the guy becomes a master of pooper scooping. And, yet, and then people who have the same dilemma start asking to speak at meetings that they hold to get some relief from the unbearability of their fucking lawn being desecrated by shit. And then he becomes, uh, oh, everyone starts respecting him. This guy knows a whole lot about the shit, you know? And he's found a way to clean it up pretty fast. Hey, let's have him come to the convention. And now he becomes a circuit speaker. Then he starts releasing his own audio autographed, you know, pooper scoopers. He's got a book or two. He becomes now an expert. He's asked on TV shows with Dr. Phil and all these fucking crazy people. And now, and so someone comes and says, hey, bro, there's a solution for your problem. What problem? The problem is my life, you know? I've learned how to deal with shit. So without the shit in my life, who would I be? So they're not open to hear a solution that says, hey, just find the dog, and there goes the shit. You don't want to hear that, because there goes your, you know, your leather jacket with the pooper scooper master on, or the, what am I going to do with all those scoopers I have in the garage? And no one will buy them anymore. I won't be a circuit speaker anymore. You know what I mean? There's an identification with it. Yeah? You have identified with the problem to such a point that you see it as a solution now. So if you see the house in the blueprint room, you know, there's no construction site yet. You haven't paid for the contractor. No, there's been no, nothing's left your pocket. You're not invested in it. You can let <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> I think I'll pass. I think I'll pass on that. And then what happens is, if you don't move in, then you don't have to go through this huge dilemma of trying to get out. Go to the exact nature of the wrong. That's what he says, Bill W., the exact nature of the wrong. Get to causes and conditions. Not the superfluous consequential level, but what's causing the consequential level to seem so real. And you'll notice every step of the way you were there. Every freaking step, every scene of every crime in your life, you were there. Even if you thought you were an observer, unsuspected, you know, I didn't do nothing, or the perpetrator, or the protagonist, or antagonist, you're always there. It's like that Waldo, it's in every picture. There's fucking Waldo in there. If you just investigate, you'll see, you know. <laughs> Take it back. All right. There's no meaning, there's no meaning, there's no meaning, there's no meaning, there's still a meaning giving no there's meaning of no meaning. You can't get out. <laughs> you can't get out of self as a self. Yeah. You're never gonna be able to pull yourself out of where you are and look back and see what's looking because you are that which is looking. It's not an experience. We're addicted to experiences here. We much rather have an experience that we can seem to control than to have the everlasting presence that totally, totally disarms us completely as the only way you can embrace it. The only way you can embrace this presence is to be disarmed completely. Not forever, just this one second. And how is that possible? It's impossible if you're taking your cues and your orders from the mental state. It's impossible. Because the mental state sees you as a body. It's misinforming you all day. All day you're ruminating about you. 
it's as a body. All day you're speculating what's going to happen to you is as a body. Yeah. It's missing the whole point. And it's never, not, it's never going to get the point. It's about realizing the whole system I'm relying on is a failed system. Just like Bill W. said in the book. He says, why are you in so much fear today? He doesn't say, oh, let's describe the many manifestations of fear in one's life. No. He says, why are you in so much fear today? Even if it's a little bit, that still is too much, in a sense. It's, uh, they're just different degrees of the same, same state. You're not better off if you have less fear than more fear. Yeah. So what is, it, what, what is the cause of the fear? Why are you in so much fear today? And he, thank God he doesn't let us answer. We would, we would have had like 20 different books following the AA books. My, Paul's point of view, Duncan, as Duncan sees it, or as you know, Mark sees it, or as Chris sees it, there'll be tons of them. And they go on and on and on and on, misinforming everyone else just so they'd be like us, misinformed. But no, it says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? How can you keep dealing with fear from what's causing it? <laughs> if, you're, if you're relying on self, which is being, and the highest form of reliance on self is being identified as one, how can that, which is the source of the fear, deal with the fear? All it's going to do is what? Promote more of itself. Yeah. The self-reliance is going to produce fear if it's relied on. So if you rely on it to get out of fear, what are you going to have? <laughs> You'll go home and think about a problem. They'll sport about 30 fucking devil child out of the problem. You know, the, the problem resides in the noggin. Phil W. says it. The problem resides in the mind. How are you being misinformed? Is your elbow lying to you? Is your big toe fucking telling Jesus Christ, you're going to fall down next week? No. It's the head, eh? There's, the solution is to realize it's not inherently a problem. It's your belief in it that's causing it to seem to be so real. If, that, if your interest and attention was withdrawn, that which bound you wouldn't bind you anymore. Because it never did bind you. It was used to bind you. But it, is not, it doesn't have a, bound, a binding quality. The binding quality is given to it by us, by believing it's all about me. I swear, if Mark's thoughts were in my head and there was a little disclaimer in each little line of thought, these are Mark's, I'd be bored stiff. Like ten seconds. You know what I mean? But the same thoughts, exact same thoughts, but held as mine, would be capturing my attention for 40 years. It's not the thoughts, is it? Is it really the thoughts? It's some kind of weird relationship that we're in with the thoughts. That's the bonding mechanism. I would say it's the my thought, you know? The act of the my represents so much to me. It doesn't change the topic, thought, or feeling, but it sure alters the, the whole experience of it when you put my in front of it. Yeah? Now it's my feeling, my thought. It's just simple. I always use this, but I wish every one of you here to have a lot of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. You see? It makes, it's so incongruent, but it makes logical sense to us. Yeah? Oh yeah, I'd love to see you all have money, but not fucking a bit of my money. You see? Money totally looks different when the mind perceives it. We haven't altered the, the statement, the word, one bit. We didn't lengthen the Y or put another little up and down on the M. It's just money. But my money changes everything. You are the my, bro. You are representing what changes everything. You're the, you are the link that everything has to get meaning from. Money, my money. Totally different. You can have, most people would say you can live for a year at least worth a million dollars in San Francisco. Maybe not anymore. Let's say, maybe for me, it would be like about 12 lifetimes, a million dollars. But if the my represents old ideas that I have, I may not think anything's enough. So 
having a million dollars would promote anxiety instead of relief. I saw it demonstrated in my living room once. A guy who I used to work with in AA came over my house. He had just gotten an inheritance, $250,000. And he was bitching about all the oppressiveness that came along with it. I don't know if I can relate to my friends. I, I, I said, then give me some of it. I'll be, I'll be fine. Give me 70000 Kick down right now. It's, you feel, you're acting as if it's a weight. I'll take some of the weight. No, 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 no. But you see, his head was making it a problem once again. The money was just inertly of something, let's say. But it's the my, the my, the my. And we either see it as money or my money. We either see it as time or my time. We, we either see it as body or my body. That's the role we play. That's the role we play. If we see it as my money, my time, my body, you're going to have an interpretation here. That's what you're going to live by. It's an interpretation. And you know what? It may seem really fucking heavy, but there's no escape. Yeah. Because you're taking yourself to be the central point, And that self will never get out of self. But the same thing, if the mind is weakened, then there's money, health, time, jobs, girlfriends, not my girlfriend, my job, my money. Take one thing, money, my money. Take weight, right? Money, and then my money. The my money is heavier. Alright, now, bring in 200 topics, but with the same my in front of it. Now weigh it. My money, my time, my problems, my girlfriends, my health. After a fucking while, you keep pouring things, you keep adding more things, more topics, you're going to be heavied out like unbelievably, yeah? What are you going to do in, under that condition? You're going to be looking. You're going to be seeking for freaking relief. Yet you'll be relying on what's producing the anxiety. So inevitably, you want to check out if you're, like, if you're conditioned like me. You're going to get high somehow or another. If not, if you have another strain of it, you're going to go shop like crazy and run up a huge credit card thing. Yeah. Or if sex is your little inclination, you'll be sleeping with your best friend's wife. They're just going to take off. That little possibility is going to express and just multiply. Because everything will be preceded by mine. My actions, my thoughts, my feelings. Just there's no, there is a solution. From the solution, there is no real problem. So the, it isn't like other things where there seems to be a real problem and then you get a real solution for them. This isn't going to come about by applying solutions. The solution is you realize there is no problem. sit in the certainty of this every week every week here not here the certainty is available sit in the certainty get together with others and then the bouquet will be produced you'll sense a presence in the room that a seeming event is happening that's the food yeah it's like a dry shower. You don't need a towel, but you'll be under an influence. Yeah? That influence won't seep in, it will seep out. You don't need to find a light to look in. The light is already there. There's, there's a shade that's pulled down so you can't look out, seemingly. That shade to me is selfing. An activity of the mental state to infer, to assume, to imply, to interpret life as a body. 
And you can go to such great extents that you will try to become spiritual as a body. You'll never be able to leave the frame because it's a mobile frame. Wherever you are, identified as the body, that's going to be the first myth that goes up to receive any message you ever read, hear, any download that arises, that comes that, that downloads in. That first myth is the mental state trying to claim it. If it gets a chance to claim it, before you know it, it's neutered and it's put up on the spiritual mantle or on another peak experience mantle or a infrequent once-in-a-lifetime realization mantle and there it will be worshipped and looked at and yet there will be no movement of life in it. It will be totally neutered by the claiming of it. Yeah? You'll still be looking for you outside of you. You'll still be looking for what you're not. And, it's, and the really the huge joke is be trying to look for what you are from what you're not. That can go on forever. <laughs> because you will be what's looking and not noticing that. And you're so intent, concentrating and getting like pinpoint, vigilant concentration, yet totally missing the whole point. <laughs> you're so sure there's a tree that has that fruit that will reveal who you are and you're missing the forest. You're it. <laughs> Sloppy, disorganized, spaced out, you're still in. <laughs> Don't let the mental state bring its rulers and its gauges. It can't pick up anything other than a thing it sees. It can't pick up spirit. If it could, it would have already. It's immersed in it. I mean, we're so completely wet. It's amazing that we can really still believe the story of being like a wave that's dry, that wants only to have an experience of the ocean. Fuck that. Realize you're not the wave, and bam your oceanness will become obvious. Not a long, drawn-out affair of learning about it. You'll feel wet. Like that, yeah? doesn't take any time. Any time. Just boop. Once the shenanigans are seen through, there it is. <laughs> it's so much you just chill out, bro. <laughs> You'll be okay. <laughs> what happened? Just. Isn't all your worries of the day just just dismissed when you go to sleep? <laughs> really? Don't you have any faith that this is going to come to an end? That it doesn't mean a damn thing? The only meaning it ever had was the meaning you gave it. <laughs> You're it. came in late. Alright, where is it? I just love this one. Uh, it's, it's 470 in the book of this. It's underneath salvation and the holy relationship. Alright. Okay, so here it is. He's talking about a description earlier in the course. He says, uh, Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. You can only describe what you're not. You can never describe what you are. Yeah? Everything that you're not can be described from what you are, but what you are can never be described. Yeah? So, yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. But still, the strange idea which it does accurately described, meaning the course, you think is you. You see, the, the big important word there is think. You is you wouldn't work, but you think is you. The thinking is the activity that produces that impossibility. Yeah? To be seen as possible. All right. 
So it says, reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. (laughs) To whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? (laughs) So where are these false messages? Where are they going to? Surely not you, (laughs) whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. Whose sight, not vision, you know, whose sight is purely independent from the eyes that look upon the world. These eyes that look upon the world aren't actually meant to be trusted, yes? All right. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? That it's not your vision. That's its 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 whole effort is the perfect teaching, because what you're not will constantly be appearing to prove to show you that you're not that. Yeah? If you need an acknowledgement of what you're not, you'll be seeing it all freaking day, and you can bounce off of that and realize I'm not that. Yeah. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This is so beautiful, man. The brain, which is where selfing is being produced, cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So the brain interprets to the body. This is the frame. Of its all its interpretation. And that's the Cape Paul or Cape Duncan that's playing up in the noggin. Yes, seemingly. That's what it's doing. It's it's interpreting to the body everything. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part, but what it says you cannot understand, yet you have listened to it. And long and hard you tried to understand its message. You have not realized it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. (laughs) That's why it doesn't take any time at all to understand, because it's not reaching you. That's what you are. You are all of the understanding of of ever is already available. So it says, you have received... No message at all you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Think then what happens. Denying what you are, and firm in faith that you are something else, this something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. Called self-centeredness. The form of looking, yes? Produced, it's built, it's reinforced by the frame of identification as a body. So, when you look out the windshield, it's a preset landscape. And it's navigating that preset landscape, which is full of yesterday and tomorrow. And deep down in us, even if you have the memory of being a child, it doesn't fucking make sense that why would I auction off this, this time right now to yesterday and tomorrow? Why would I take this moment of value and make what isn't happening more valuable? It doesn't make any fucking sense. It makes tons of sense to the selfing, because that's its logic. Its logic is like a is like a hiccup on a record. Yeah? It's it sees an action, there must be an actor. Sees a thought, there must be a thinker. On and on and on and on and on. You're not gonna change its logic. It's a programming. Yeah. So there you are thinking you're seeing but it's a form of looking, which is blind to the seeing. Just like it said, yeah. you're never going to, the brain is never going to recognize the vision. It's going to interpret to the body. So if it has a spiritual experience, the spiritual experience will signify once again the body supremacy. It will be very difficult to get, I'm not, therefore I'm not the body. It will take that and turn it into a quality the body had. It's quick. It's a heist. It's like a heist that's constantly going on. Some things come down, downloads, other masters. They try to save us so much time. 
where like Wang Po says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived. Whatever can be seen cannot be seen. I mean, it's a damn good rule to have. You know what I mean? You can pull out every fucking day. Okay, whatever can be seen, I can see this in a, in a mirror, cannot be seen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I had, I, a certain little mistake had been compounding moment after moment for so much fucking time. It was gargantuan. Thank you for shrinking it down <laughs> and realizing whatever I can see can't be seen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let's start there. It doesn't make sense for the head, but it makes sense to the vision. Yeah, And so now you start replacing the building blocks, the phony ones that the mental state built up, and then the real ones, not real, let's say, but from vision, where my friend would say, you start seeing blue is blue and red is red. Start Things start becoming obvious to you that were very paradoxical before. You don't have any metaphysical questions anymore. You have questions like, where are my keys? You know what I mean? But you don't have... The big questions aren't big questions anymore. They're obviously answered because there's no question. We just come every week, you know? I love coming here because it reinforces it for me and, it, and hopefully it re- and you reinforce it for me and I can hopefully reinforce it for you. And therefore, we're serving each other. Yeah. To become clear about certain things. So they can become the new foundation or the new, like, building blocks. And then, then things will make sense, in a way. You know? You'll see, like, how difficult is it to figure out the insanity of being occupied by yesterday and tomorrow all day? It's insane, really. It's insane to have something that isn't happening have the biggest effect when I come to a meeting like this. It just blows, you know, it's totally insane. What is that, what is that talking to? It's definitely, it's talking to itself. The system is presenting an interpretation to the system. Yeah? But our gut knows something. Hey, Jesus Christ. You know, it's getting late in my little time clock. I'm getting older. When am I going to, you know, oh, I've been putting it off for 40 years. So, hey, time, you know, how about, hey, I'm here. You know, let's acknowledge that. It sounds so unimportant when all these important things are dragging my attention. i got to get this done, get that. But it's the most important of all is to finally recognize where you're at, you know, and what's perceiving and what's not perceiving. And give credit where credit is due. And remove credit to things that aren't due it. Yes? Like in the 12-step program, it says, don't, you know, rule 62, don't take yourself so seriously. You can't take self more serious than thinking you're it. I mean, that's a huge level of seriousness we very rarely get to. I got, I got really serious with coke, but I never called myself cocaine. I mean, I'm past the point of obsession. I was obsessed with gold. Identification as is way past that. I mean, the identification as thinks it has the obsessions. <laughs> it's like the king and queen of all obsessions. It's gotten so past the point you don't even see it. You're so obsessed, you take it to be normal. I'd love to see something that came from the world of non-self come here. <laughs> it would be in shock. They would say, what the hell? What's happened here? (laughs) What's happened here? They're totally consumed. I can't see what they're so upset about. (laughs) Why are they in such a rush? Where are they going? Do they believe it's better than where they are right now? (laughs) They would be fucking aghast. Holy cow, I can't believe it. I, last time I was on the planet, they were little kids. They were fucking spontaneous, immediate. They were joyous, and you know. Now look at them. They're totally, totally a mess. <laughs> what happened? I don't see anything. Where did where? It's all up here. <laughs> no one's. No one can enter my private world. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, what's, what's so hard about, you know, recognizing something is not happening? <laughs> I mean, you can, if there's only one place that authenticates it, your head. Your vision is it, your feeling, your hearing, your tasting is it, your touching is it. It's just a mental idea, you know, probed and fondled by a mental state. So, that's it. You can't, see, no one could ever have thought of this. That's what I love about it.